Hello friends, this is Editing Joe coming at you before the episode with a quick note. First of all, I want to say thank you for your patience. We know that this episode is a week late. It's because the second half of our audio was corrupted. Uh, So we had to reschedule and re-record the second half, but I was out of town for a week after we recorded the first time, so we're just getting it back together now. We will be back on track with another full episode next week, Friday the 21st, and then we'll be back to our regular two-week rotation. Um, This is also important for a couple of reasons. First of all, in the first half of the episode, we talk about some of the anniversary skins that are available and say, go buy them while the anniversary is still active, but that ended on the 10th because this episode is coming out a week late, so do apologize for that. And also, in the first half of the episode, we mentioned doing a challenge, and I honestly can't remember what it was, but we're not going to be doing that challenge. We're going to be postponing it so that we have enough time to do the rest of the episode next time. So without any further ado, Ray, take it away. I just want to say, real quick, happy Pride, happy Daddy's Day, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, gays. I was born in the month of the gays. <laughs> I, w- I was. Yeah. Yeah, I was born four days after Independence Given. No one cares, Tan. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, A gaming podcast. Welcome to Overwitch. This is a gaming podcast for Wait, your three best emphasis friends. Emphasis on the. Uh, can you say gaming again? This is a gaming <laughs> podcast where your three best gays catch you up on Overwatch and then tell you about some other video game. I'm your best straight Joe. I am your best. Your best TT. I'm your best gay Ray. And it's it's Pride. Happy Pride. Happy Pride, everyone! Happy if Pride, you're yo! To this in Pride Month, Happy Pride. If you're not Happy Pride anyway, yeah, yeah. take Pride. It's Pride. You know what else it is this month? Um, I'm gonna list them off because I do have a laundry list. Ray's of birthday. Two other thing. Oh, okay. Daddy's Day. Oh, sorry. Did I steal your thunder? <laughs> yeah. You look yeah. kind of upset. I'm sorry. No, yeah. I was like, um, let me list them off. It's my birthday soon, and it's also Father's Day. So the th- congratulations, the, the, the Holy Trinity. The holy trinity of all your favorite things. Mm-hmm. Gay, Ray, Daday. All right. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, to celebrate Pride this month, Overwatch did nothing. So what we're going to do is tell you... Show you our tits. Is that... No, no, we're not going to? No. I'm oh, well. mostly because this is an audio medium. Yeah. Don't let limitations... First off, Pride is not... Is about the limitations that people set. Okay, do you want me to just lift up my shirt? No one's gonna see that. (laughs) You know what? Fine, there are some limitations. There are some practical (laughs) limitations. Continue, Joe. Yeah, so what we're gonna do is... tell The the anniversary for Overwatch is still happening. It's uh, live until June 10th. So you still have time to go in there, buy all the dances, and also... Uh, buy 
the gayest skin that is available. And, I mean, obviously, please, God, do not spend money on loot boxes. Don't don't waste, you know, Earth resources on this. But if you have the coins lying around, uh, which you likely do, buy the gayest skin in the game, which for me, in my opinion, and the best skin is still the, the totally 80 Zarya skin. Do you do you have any counterpoints to that, fellas? I do. I, I have a couple of uh, mentions that, in my opinion, come off as gay that I just know nobody else can. Go like. go for it, Tim. Yeah, hit me. So one of them is definitely uh, Brigitte. Okay. I think that the mechanic skin is super homoerotic. Mm. I also think that. <laughs> uh, did you just call I it did... homoerotic? Yes, I did. Uh, okay. Um, the last one I want to mention, I really like Symmetra's magician, mm-hmm. uh, outfit. I, it, it's, it's sparkly and like, I'd wear it. So that's mm-hmm. why I think it's like, one yeah. Of the kids. yeah, but I yeah. like that. Ray. All right. You're kind of just sitting there. It's your turn to talk now. <laughs> it's very gay. All right, Are we ready? Which, okay. Tell me about your gay skin, Ray. I'm going to tell you all about my gay skin. Um, Glam Moira. Oh, yeah. Fight me. Oh, yeah. The oh, David yeah. Bowie skins. That is really mm-hmm. good. That is really good. And then, like, any skin on Sombra, right? Any skin on Sombra. Really, just Sombra. Just Sombra. Just yeah. basic Sombra skin, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Yeah, like, who could not? That's an icon. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> no human. Look at her. Oh, my goodness. It's but, true. um, yeah. And those nails. Mm hmm. Those nails. You know what yes, those nails please. are for. For snapping, you know. Deleting them holes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> but no, seriously, those nails. Like, oh my goodness. How can you not just feel like you have so much power oh with those nails? Mm-hmm. Boop. Like, that was all her sounds. Uh, speaking of gay stuff <laughs> in Overwatch, the uh-huh. beginning of Havana is really colorful and pretty and gay, in my opinion. Is this your A compliment okay. for Havana? I am impressed uh, today. Okay, so speaking of Havana, Joe. Yeah, I was transitioning into it. I know. It. I <laughs> didn't want to say you were transitioning into it because we say that every time now. Joe, speaking of Havana, thank you for just saying the word Havana for me. I'm now in Havana mode. Oh, so that wasn't an honest compliment? Havana, una, na. No, I actually do like that. About okay, it is cool. very cool. I was just making sure because I, I, I spent wondering. some more time there, and uh, the first point is really nice to look at. And there's more character in there than I had originally given it credit for. Yeah, I agree. First leg, at least. Yeah, I. Well, the the biggest thing I had about Havana is that we played it during a challenge yeah i have now played havana with multiple characters in different situations and it's it's fun it's enjoyable it's not a bad map yeah i like it more than paris but i just don't have any like good memories of paris so i want to put in in, in perspective for our listeners like uh for those who you know watch over watch overwatch for those who play overwatch what is your idea of a bad map you guys like just i don't want to play here if you have one if you don't i totally understand um maps that lean too heavily to one side Mm -hmm. i feel like I'm trying to think of a map oh, that I Volskaya. I really dislike Volskaya. Volskaya is, is ugh. 
Yeah. I like Volskaya, but Wait, that's no. definitely... Wait, no! Okay, I got it mixed with Gibraltar. I actually like Volskaya. Oh, Gibraltar's kind of boring, too. Ugh. I, I, it's Gibraltar's so, rough. I lose my, my happiness when I have to try at that map. Like... And, and competitive. I get, if I get that map, I'm just like, oh, here we go. This is gonna, this is gonna suck. Yeah, I feel like I used to have a really strong distaste for Anubis, but I don't anymore. Um, I like Anubis. It's, I like Anubis. Yeah. It's a fun map. Uh, one thing I do, uh, just a piece. Um, the 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 what is it? The command station of Li Zhong Tower. Uh huh. I don't like that place. The I love command Li Zhong. I love all three points on Lijong. I think I'm the only person in existence who doth. You gotta be. You gotta be. Well, I I won't say that. Because I do like the, uh, what is it, where where everybody's outside and you can get boofed off that uh, one route that everyone takes on both sides. Yeah. I like that. And then the night market is okay. I don't hate the night market. I really enjoy night market. What's the The gayest map? What's the gayest map? Oh, oh, it's uh, Busan. I was going to say Busan. Really? Yeah, Busan makes karaoke. Let's, let's get into it. What, 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 oh, okay, okay. It does have karaoke. It does have karaoke. Yes. Oh, mean, yeah, downtown. D- mm-hmm. Yeah, downtown too, yeah. No, I was just thinking of the mechs and their colors. Oh, yeah, the mechs and their colors. And the, the Power Ranger room. The, the, the big outdoor yeah. park is very nice. It's just really nice. I don't know that it's particularly gay. I mean, it's probably mecha base re- or uh, Busan regardless. <laughs> yeah. So that, I think, I mean, I agree. Except I think that's the verdict. The first point of Havana is also, but this is the first point. Then there's a warehouse. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. And then a, <laughs> there's a warehouse, come on. <laughs> and then capitalism and monarchy after mm-hmm. that, so. Hey, I have a question. Answer. Is Overwatch yes. gay? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Literally, it's... the main characters that you play in the demo are the gay characters. Yeah. It's and a gay game. You got you have to play a gay in order to learn how to play Overwatch. Yeah. There's it's no, true. And, and if you came from Call of Duty, guess what? Your best character probably gay. Mhm. Cuz you, you know, can soldier you can you can gay. call him daddy. It's all right. Mm-hmm. And it's he says kid. I'm not your father, but you know what he means. I think in respect of the game that we're playing this week, we should definitely refer to him only as daddy. Okay. And if he was a daddy, I'm not even going to get into that. No, no, no. I'm just going to... We'll just wait until we cross that bridge. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's a daddy. Yes so is my something. answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> yeah, I think... I, like I'm like a glad. granddaddy. I, Stop. Uh, I mean, he can be, even, but dude. he's still daddy. Not yeah. even. Like, that... He he counts. He counts, for mm. sure. Um, But, yeah. Enough about that gay stuff. Nah, who am I kidding? <laughs> So, I just want to roll um, around in it. I feel yeah. so happy. <laughs> uh, happy pride. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm not like at but... all qualified to speak on any of this, but I'm I'm going to because because I'm a because I'm privileged. You know, one thing that I that I, I really hate... value about Joe. What's up? I, one thing I really appreciate about you, Joe, yeah, is that you can show other straight people that they can really just enjoy it as well like it's true you you get so much happiness from our happiness and your own and it's just perfect for me i i really appreciate it i wish uh our listeners could see your face right now he hasn't not smiled once this episode (laughs) and joe has a pretty serious resting bitch face like it is serious it's rough stuff okay i'm gonna out joe right now joe is a wonderful ally 
Sorry. Oh, okay. Ouch. Ouch. Didn't Thank you call you. yourself straight at the beginning of the episode? Yeah, like, that's, that's not really an outing. I'm outing you as a wonderful ally. Being though. straight is not enough to be an ally. <laughs> true. 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 <laughs> I would consider you an ally. I would also. Okay. Can we? All right. So Overwatch is over. Let's talk about Joe being an ally. Let's just talk about Joe being an ally. So what does that mean for you, okay, Joe? Joe like, what does pride <laughs> mean? How for can you, you improve at being an ally? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that was to me. Ready, I can improve by <laughs> at, at being an ally by shutting up. <laughs> Good answer. Preach. Um. No, I'm joking. Let me I stop. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. So Overwatch. Um. I will say this. The whole reason that sparked my you know magician, uh, Symmetra thing was just because I saw her when I got her from the loot box. That was last episode. You guys heard about that. Um. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I was pretty uh, disappointed uh, out of uh, looking at the other skins that I could get. But I was just like, you know what? Dang, girl, you got this. And she, like, has her hand in, like, the perfect snap form with the, like, sparkly wrist. I'm like, yep, that makes sense. And, like, if somebody cosplayed as her during a Pride festival, Mm -hmm. do you know how much that would make my life? Like, that would be perfect. Then I was like, oh, maybe I could do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be crazy, right? That would be crazy. But yeah, enough of me Googling about Symmetra. Short shorts, coattails, hat, my hard light hand? Hmm. Let's move on to our challenge. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> what was our challenge, Terrence? What was our challenge, Terrence? Our challenge was, once again... Um, what is it? Oh crap, my mic was muted the whole time or my something like that? I'm busy being oh, yeah. gay, I'm healing you. And, but we have to do it all with healers. So we have to use a team of three healers. No communication at all. Mm-hmm. Mute our mics. No talking about the game until after all the three games have been concluded. And just really relishing the fact that we gotta just do our jobs with each other mm-hmm. without communicating and just really my favorite thing about this is just seeing how natural our instinct is to help each other out mm-hmm. and keep each other going obviously this wasn't a challenge for ray it really wasn't i'm gonna spoil and, it right now <laughs> yeah actually actually i want to hear you guys talk about it what did you guys think i'll go uh like you said it wasn't that much of a challenge for me uh i played moira mercy and anna and i did what I do on a normal day. I did my job. <laughs> and it was fun to see. It was more fun for me to see how you two were trying to heal and kill people at the same time than me just healing everybody constantly. Because it let me take out Mercy's pistol mm-hmm. a few times, got a couple kills, mm-hmm. let me do some Ana shots on the enemies instead of healing people. And I got to throw a lot more more uh, hurtful orbs of bad from 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 Moira, mm-hmm. and I still managed to to. I don't think I got gold healing on all the games actually because you two were there, which was actually a breath of fresh air, and it was fun to flex a little bit and be a bit more DPS like yeah. with the healers I use, Mercy especially. What about you, T? Okay, so the healers that I got that I chose, I used Baptiste once, mm-hmm. uh, Anna, and I think Brigida. Use Brigida. I think Brigida on Havana. You used and, Lucio at some point. Yeah. 
See, did I? Because I, I know I was constantly trying to avoid him, but I think I might have switched to Lucio after mm-hmm. using Baptiste. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, Baptiste, still super weird. His gun is just super awkward to me. And it was a little difficult. Like, he's just a new character to me, really, mm-hmm. is, is what it comes mm-hmm. down to. And, you know, that was fun and all. But, you know, when, when, I got in a, when I got to using any of the other healers, I felt like I could actually help out somebody. Uh, Brigida was a lot of fun. Because Brigida is just so much fun when you have other healers on the team. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, then, like, you just do what she does and she doesn't die. So that's just scary as heck. Yeah. And um, Lucio, as natural as it can be, I just, you know, the air is my ride and I really appreciate it. And I then, think... Huh? Oh, go ahead. And then Anna, I just... Oh, I know that was on Blizzard World and I was having a blast with Anna on Blizzard World. I took out a tire. I was pecking off people who tried to escape. One was an Ash. The other one was like uh, uh, somebody else. But I was just having a blast. And I could heal my teammate and just like add random damage to unsuspecting enemies who yeah. are just like, oh, and now I'm dead. And it's like, yes, you are. And I, I got out of a really sticky situation with a junk rat, which I was really proud of myself with. Before. But overall... um. They just were, you guys were just doing your job. Like, seriously. <laughs> I, I didn't, I tried to heal Joe. I didn't have to heal him that much because of Ray. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know why, but I just feel like Ray never really needed healing. That was kind of weird. And, like, that's just how it Positioning. went. Like, <laughs> I, I honestly so. didn't. Um, but if I remember correctly, on the, on the game in Blizzard World, I played Mercy, you played Ana, and Joe played Zenyatta, and I spent most of that game healing the two of you and boosting your damage. Yeah. You and I, on that game, were, like, just staying alive and supporting the Reaper, who was just, yep. like... That Reaper was a monster. <laughs> lighting up the kill feed, and we were just, like, always there, like, clinging to life, like... You know, like the rest of the team were was wiped, and it was like, oh, they're definitely gonna get the point. And then that Reaper would get a four man, <laughs> and we yeah. were like there to keep him alive. There, I remember specifically, um, there was one point where like he died early in the fight. It was toward the end of the game, and yep. you were like, it was just you and I left, and I was like, Ray needs to get that res. So I like went out in front of you as Zenyatta to like support <laughs> you through the res, and it, it worked. I didn't even, he came back to I life, and we you. were able to hold on to the point. It was so good. I didn't see you do that. Instead, I saw the Reinhardt rush in. I'm like, this is my opportunity. They're distracted by that Reinhardt. And the Reinhardt ended up dying, but the Reaper carried us through that fight. So I'm mercy, yay! Yeah. But and, you did great and... in that game with your damage boosts and just getting kills, both of you. I saw, I saw those picks. Yeah, chance. I had fun as Zen. I had fun as Brig. The first game I played Mercy and then Ana, and I had fun. The f- so this is the other thing. This is the first time we've won games on a team challenge. And we won the last two games. The first one we lost because when we uh, the three went healers, and just stop. yeah, the other folks decided that they wanted to do a, a five-person heal squad with like Arisa as our tank. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. here's the thing: it almost worked. Like it wasn't. It wasn't a shutout. We had like a minute left on the timer on defense, mm-hmm. and that's not a great like defeat. Like you know, it didn't get to overtime or anything like that, but. It wasn't. They didn't just roll over us. Um, so, you know, it could have. It could have been worse. But yeah, I had. I had fun with this challenge, and it was interesting to see how 
Um, like there were times that I wanted to call people out and like be like, oh, there's something over here that we need to focus on. But it was kind of interesting to see, you know, the dynamic because we were actually playing together cooperatively. Uh, so I was able to like uh, see how it, how it feels to not be able to communicate and do that. Like, because not everyone on the team can be a shot caller. Whereas when we did the Talon one, it was just like chaos and, and frustrating. And all I felt was rage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but with healers, you have to have a, a little bit of a different mindset. Yeah, that leans towards mm-hmm. more cooperation. Um, and I can't wait and keeping for the... yourself alive. Like you have to like yeah yeah. To, uh, uh, your tanks are supposed to support you and your your DPS is supposed to support you. But at the end of the day, it's your responsibility to keep yourself alive. So if there's someone off to the side that you want your team to focus on, but you can't tell them to, like, you got to get out of there and, yeah. you know, deal with another problem because there's always another problem. Also, yeah, and also just switching your focus from um, uh, healing your teammates to, oh, they're having a problem taking out this person. Maybe I need to help them assist with that somehow, whether it be Zenyatta or boosting Mercy, uh, or Mercy boosting you who is aiming at that problem, yeah. you know? Or And also being like, oh, I see Junkrat coming over to the right. I need to get out of there. There's no way they're going to know that. Yeah. But if I can get to my team, and my team might see me aiming at them, mm-hmm. then maybe I can, like, redirect their attention. And it's just all these things uh, uh, flowing through. So that, that that's always always an interesting thing to think about, especially since I was happy with you guys. I don't know why it's different. Being with you guys <laughs> and not being able to communicate... I feel like I can trust my actions and yours yeah. much more than, uh, you know, uh, uh, just a random uh, quick play match where I know I'm going to get behind that Winston and he's going to jump really far away and I'm going to be left with two DPS that I know he could take out. You know, like, yeah. that well, type of situation. we played together for so long, we know a little bit of our habits yeah. on how we play. Like, you, you both notice that whenever, whenever I play Mercy, I stay as far back as possible. And that's something I'm sure you you noticed and that you used to your advantage when we were playing. There you go. That's why we do it. We do it for friendship, you guys. These challenges are for friendship. I had a good. I had a pretty good time with this, and I think we did pretty well as a team. Did you think we did pretty well as a team, or are you just saying that? I think that the healers on our team did pretty fantastic. Yeah, Ray. I do need your. I need your approval specifically because you are the healer. Oh, I do think we did very well, and that you two really stepped up your healing game during during this challenge. Do you I mean really that? do. I do mean that. Oh, I I did. That's so sweet. I did keep you tabs are... on you, and here's the thing I noticed: one of Joe picked Brigida, Terrence chose Lucio, and it was the best choice you both made without talking to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Lucio, it's just an unstoppable combination of things. And then you were both in it. I chose Anna. I was in the back. It was perfect. It was very good. And wonder... you, y'all did good. You, one of you outbeat me in healing in two of those games, I think, because I was actually, I actually got a chance to focus on other things. So, yes, you got the the Ray seal of approval on Yay! this one. What are we going to do next time? The single challenge that we all have. You sound the challenge so is sad. called Flank Hero. Basically what happens is, no matter who your hero is, you uh, sometime throughout the game when you think the enemy team is distracted, you must attempt to flank the enemy team. You must do this at least three times per one game, per three times in a row. Okay. So... Okay. So the heroes are um, 
Ray got Soldier 76. Guess who's going to win? Uh, Joe got May, and I got Winston. And we must... All of this? <laughs> I got those way Winston? I mean... Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Here's the thing. You don't jump. You gotta flank. I yeah, gotta you flank. You can't dive in. You have to walk through the hall. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's what I was like. Because I was happy, you know, and then I'm like, oh wait, no. No. I think I think the win condition here for you, Terrence, is if you get somebody in the chat to be like, Winston, why do you keep flanking? <laughs> That's true. I'll take if the you, challenge. If you do that, you get the challenge coin. I, I will take that challenge. Soldiers, I I mean, that, uh, there's, I mean... There's potential. Soldier there. is going to be hit or miss, like, yeah. straight up, dude. It's going to be hit or miss. Um, uh-huh. May, uh, fucking, I guess, save up your blizzards and flank them. But it doesn't Ooh. count unless you, it doesn't count unless you attempted it three times that game. Okay. So keep that in mind. Okay. All right, that's yep. that's pretty esoteric. I like it. Let's get it. Let's do it. What if every attempt is a flank? Then congratulations. Can I do it? You're a tryhard. Oh, <laughs> what was that face of no of fear? Uh, let's let's open up a loot box. Kachunk opened Whoa, it. Oh, all right. Wow, I wasn't expecting try. that to go so smoothly. We're here. He's getting he's getting used to it. Yeah, huh? all right. Good <laughs> What's it's, in uh, here? A lot of pride. Oh yeah. I we you know what? We may have talked about Good Boys Girls last time. I'm not sure, but it's it's probably the gayest show on the network, right? I mean. Uh, I mean, bad advertising came on and did the horny. Advertising is also quite gay. But also, ending pending, and then there's Netflix and Kill. I'm just naming off all the podcasts on our network. Yeah, you know what? Here's what's in the loot box this time. Lunar Light Studio. It's a, it's a <laughs> podcast network where you can I mean, find... yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, I'll, that works, dude. That freaking works. Yeah, it's it's really excellent. Um, If you haven't heard of it, it's the network that we're on. I don't know... How you did that? To, how you got to here right now and didn't hear about Lunar Light Studio? Impressive, impressive work. Here's here's the, what's in the loot box. It says Lunar Light Studio, and it's and then it's a compiled list of every single person on this network that you should follow. Go just do that. All of them. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna just real quick um, name everybody in no, the no, network. No. Um, <laughs> the goal of this network. Because we've never talked about it explicitly on this podcast, I don't think. The goal of this network is to give women and people in the LGBTQA plus community a place where their voices can be heard without question or censorship. Uh, we believe in giving women the opportunity to lead and create of their own volition with no boundaries or limitations. And that is that is what we're all about. We are here to give you... Quality content that is educational, high quality, and heartfelt. And that's why us three ladies are here to give you a good time and a good podcast. It's true. And that's why you listen to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because of those reasons. So, support gay rights, give to the Patreon, and have a good week. Thank you so much to Lunar Light Studio. <laughs> Wait, no, that's the ending. That's the end. So yeah, go go listen to all the podcasts on the network and support them and tell them how much you love them. Even if you don't love us, go tell everybody else you love them. 
because they're worth it. And once you tell everybody that you love us, give us your money and join our Discord, right? Let like, me, that's a thing? Yeah, Let join, me the fan, a... join the fan Discord. Let me count the ways in which you can love Lunar Light Studio. Good Boys Girls, Snub Dub is coming back soon. Ink Tank, Tin Pan Tiddly Doo. Tiddly Doo? <laughs> Try that again. Tin Pan Diddly Doo on hiatus. Storyboard, Netflix and Kill, What You Call It, Cryptic Keeper, Ending Pending, Make the Yuletide Gay. Very good. Very good. Artificial Ghost Radio and Newcomers, Transquestioning Podcast, wee, wee, wee. <laughs> Deck of Friendship, and Mock Footage. Listen. Trans- can you say Transquestioning Podcast again? I was wee wooing. Uh, I can cut out your... No, you know what? I'm not going to cut out your wee-wooing. Trans-questioning podcast. <laughs> um, uh, that, that's all of them. That's all of them. That's... There's something there for you. All of them are wonderful creators. I'm going to cry now. Okay, let's stop this ad. <laughs> Ka-chunk. I shut it. Ka-chunk. Welcome to the ad firm of Parker, Lennox, and Rose. Our job is to take your brand and bring it to the forefront of the cultural zeitgeist. None of us have studied advertising. In fact, we don't know anything about business at all. The one thing we do know is how to make your product a viral failure. Coke is just better than Dr. Pepper because Coke did not... Dr. Pepper already did their own advertising by having an actual advertisement where the slogan was, it's not for women. (laughs) (laughs) This is Advertising. Brought to you by Lunar Light Studio every other Monday. Available on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, man. Uh, So this is... Just get into it? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) We are here now. We're here now. Time We're here now. And yeah, let's let's do one more good introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, the real Alex Flanagan. Hello. <laughs> Happy to be here. All you other Alex Flanagans are just imitating. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I was thinking because it's a, it's a real shame that we did lose the the first take of this audio, but. I was kind of relieved after the fact because I realized that I had made the fatal mistake of not referring to you exclusively as the real Alex Flanagan. <laughs> so I can at least correct that on this time around. Why do you think I had to have somebody corrupt the audio? <laughs> <I see. laughs> well, I am excited because in between our last recording and this one, Many things have happened in the game world that I, I want to bring up briefly. Yeah, that's true. E3 happened in between the first half of this episode and the second half. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Oh my gosh. I get to be on a gaming podcast at, like, at Gamer Christmas. This is exciting. Yep. <laughs> this is the most gamer cred I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> Enjoy um, it. I'm, I'm glad you're here. What are you, what are you most excited about from E3? What am I personally most excited about from E3? I mean, classic Zelda flavor always gets me hyped. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, grew up with those games and have, have followed them along since, and I find them genuinely delightful. Um, I was having a discussion with somebody the other day, and by having a discussion, I mean I talked to somebody briefly and then yelled on Twitter, <laughs> which is <laughs> what I consider to be the equivalent of human interaction most days, <laughs> which was um, some people getting really excited about 
the new Legend of Zelda game sort of getting back towards its horror roots. Mm-hmm. And, like, my thing is, I think that all the Zelda games are inherently horror games. People just have very narrow ideas of what the <laughs> horror genre is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, you know, I mean, generally, just sort of the idea of, like, a young, totally normal, like, child being called to this cosmic cycle of evil forces battling each other like Mm -hmm. generation after generation after generation and being a part of this huge cyclical war that's never going to end whether they win or lose is like kind of a terrifying concept (laughs) so (laughs) you know majora's mask is scary in a more overt way like twilight princess gets a little bit darker in a specific way but i think all of them at their core kind of are battling with these very cosmic horror elements Mm -hmm. so that's just my spicy Zelda take for the day. The very first game, the 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 manual starts with like Ganon has won. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. The world is corrupted because evil won. Now mm-hmm. go fight, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the they wild. all kind of have a very interesting, like, fatalistic tinge to them. And um, mm-hmm. again, Majora's Mask is the one that people point to the most frequently as like being overtly scary, which it is. It is terrifying. It's that move. But, yeah. that move, but even like. Like, Ocarina of Time has some really upsetting content in it as well. I mean, I just remember being a kid and, Mm -hmm. like, the scene where you come back and talk to Saria and she's like, hey, I'm, like, I realize that we can't be friends because I have to go fulfill this purpose that I never asked for. Like, we can't ever see each other again. Like, that's really upsetting. It's true. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, the games are cute, but they're they're not for kids, so... I mean, I think, though, away. that, like, <laughs> I think that horror isn't necessarily, like, I don't think it has to be an exclusively mature genre, no, right? No, I think that all. part of what, like, the discourse in the world, because I do, I do some horror writing, and I run a horror podcast, um, an actual play podcast that's a horror game, but I think that a lot of what I find most interesting is that a lot of horror is wrapped up in things that don't necessarily have to or like specifically be gory or like NSFW in their content like mm-hmm. horror is really just about grappling with the aspects of the human experience that we find most challenging and doing mm-hmm. it in a way that sort of allows us to control how we enter that darkness. And so I think that video games for kids are a really great way to start having those conversations and exploring those themes because like yeah the kids who are playing like when you're doing it in the format of a game especially like an rpg you sort of get to control how you engage with those experiences and i think that's really neat definitely couldn't agree more anyway this episode's not about legend of zelda (laughs) (laughs) it might be yeah see the thing is we already had a conversation about dream daddy so (laughs) so you'll just have to make up what you think we probably said (laughs) take our word for it we just said the word daddy a lot yeah, it's daddy time. Um, that was most of it. We're here to talk about Dream Daddy. And Dream Daddy is a... Let's see if I can remember this. It's a dad dating simulator mm-hmm. where you play as a dad and you date other dads in the neighborhood that you recently moved to. Was it hard uh, for you to remember all of that? <laughs> I mean, it's been a it's been a bit of a week, Alex. I think that when we release this episode, maybe it should be released as like the Dream Daddy After Dark special. <laughs> <laughs> because to clarify, um, it's very late when we're recording this. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> uh, Ray, hi. What's going on? It's your birthday. Tell me some things. Okay, so my daddy is 
and therefore me is very interested in Hugo the daddy. Okay. And I was hoping to play more of the game after <laughs> our technology de- debacle, but life said no. So instead, I'm going to talk about penguins. Please do. Uh, okay. Penguins are heavily featured in the first date that you go on with Hugo. Oh. Uh, I don't know if everyone here knew that. I didn't. Tell me more. Um, so I, maybe we should talk about what the game is actually like. But essentially, Dream Daddy is where it's, it's a visual novel dating simulator where you go talk and try to woo other dads. And there's mm-hmm. very good relationships between the the fathers and their children, and I cried, I think. No, I definitely cried at some point. <laughs> and Amanda's the best. That, that, <laughs> Amanda's Who's the Amanda, best. Amanda, right? You're kind of jumping around a bit. I know, I'm sorry, it's 10, 15, it's 11, 15. <laughs> Amanda is your daughter in the game, mm-hmm. and you... It, it she is the one relationship in the game that you are required to have regardless of whatever father you decide to interact with the most and go on dates with and she is the best character because she's very good and very wholesome and very real and she's your your character is dealing with the loss of of his loved one and your daughter's about to go off to college, and you're trying to to work through this relationship with her. And it's very endearing and very emotionally resonant. True. So tell me, I mean, tell me more about Hugo, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what that has to do with penguins. (laughs) (laughs) Everything has to do with penguins, okay? I'm laughing because literally if you could see the room behind me right now, you would know there are about 15 stuffed penguins on this bed. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's very exciting. Oh, that's impressive. Um, so Hugo is one of the fathers in the cul-de-sac that you moved to, and he is also Amanda's teacher, a uh, high school teacher. Scandalous. Mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> and he... And, and you end up going... As your first date going up, going to an aquarium to chaperone middle schoolers with Hugo. Because what a way to, to do a date than watch angsty, hyper-energetic children try to steal animals. One of which is a penguin. Or not f- steal. Free the penguins from the aquarium so that they're not in captivity. Which would essentially just kill the penguins anyway because they can't survive warm temperatures there's there's a bit to unpack there (laughs) yeah there's a lot to go through there but you end up having to spend time with hugo because the kids are there but whatever you talk with hugo you get to learn a little bit more about him and this this relationship resonated with me because i'm very scared of water and water creatures and so is your daddy sona and so when Hugo was trying to assuage my fears of, um, you know, like, what was it? Like a manta ray or something. I'm like, I'm good. I don't want to touch it. But my, my character decided to. And they had a very tender moment. And they, they had a few moments like that. And it was fun. And then kids try to free penguins. And then you have to work together 
to and play a mini game where you hammer at penguins trying to escape a ca- uh like a room. It's weird. Yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot to unpack. There, there are like a lot of mini games. There are there are a ton of mini games. What's your favorite mini game, Terrence? Uh, um. Let's keep passing this buck. I think my favorite minigame has to be uh, a... The... I would, I would have to say it would have to be the pup, the mini uh, mini golf uh, minigame that you do oh. on your date with Brian. That one is fun. Happens to be my daddy of choice. Beautiful Belly Brian. Is, is <laughs> Full name. It's his, it's his, it's his, <laughs> his, his given name. His Christian name. <laughs> his Christian given um, name. I chose him not only because of his adorable corgi, but also because, um, well, the, what your first encounter with him, you have a Pokemon battle, and that resonates with me. How does that Pokemon battle go, Terrence? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, so you uh, immediately get into a quarrel with him. Comparing your daughters on who has achieved the most, I guess, is the is the premise of it. And they go back to 8-bit style Pokemon um, format where <laughs> your daughter is up front and <laughs> Brian's daughter is across from you and you are giving, doing commands, which usually involve you bringing up things to either make her seem more adorable or make Brian jealous of her accomplishments. And um, it becomes obviously very toxic in its competitive aspect, but I love Pokemon so much. And, you know, I ended up liking Brian a lot. And the whole relationship seems to be based on a really toxic amount of uh, co- competition, but which wasn't my favorite because I felt like it kind of brought out the worst in the dad sauna. But Brian, though. So, <laughs> it was worth Ends it. Ends justify the means. <laughs> so, yeah. He was dope. Joe! Yeah. That's Joe's name. That's me. What mini games did your daddy of choice offer? <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't get too, too deep into the game. I got just past the part. There's like a, an extended opening sequence after mm-hmm. which you... If you haven't met them yet, you meet all the dads at a barbecue, which is incredibly wholesome. And after that, you it kind of opens up a little bit and you open up Dad Book, which is your <laughs> your dad social network where you can basically from there initiate da- dates with the whichever or how many ever of the of the dads that you want to pursue. And I just went on the first date with Matt and it was I didn't realize how much I like. I, I was gonna say it was everything I wanted, but I didn't know that I wanted it. <laughs> um, it was you go out to a, a concert for like a little punk band, and it, the mini game's kind of dumb. It's like Crossy Road. Like now that I'm, I, I had fun with it, and now that I'm actually mm-hmm. thinking about it, it's kind of dumb. But this, <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a tight song. The music in this game is weirdly really good. I don't it know is what, really solid. It's it's good stuff, and uh, yeah, and I I had a good time with Matt. I, 
I and I and I love him very much. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Wow, one day. <laughs> I also met him in the coffee shop and talked to him at the barbecue, and he reminds me of a simpler time. So, so you're basically married. Married. Yeah, you're engaged. You're you are you are betrothed. legally wed. It's <laughs> fine. Now, Alex. <laughs> yes. Uh, the three of us haven't had a lot of experience with the game, unfortunately. But I know that you've played a lot of it. Tell, I have. tell us, tell us about what you love, what you don't love. Yeah. About this, so this I've, dad game. I have not played nearly as much of this game as some people. I have not hundred percented Dream Daddy by any, by any means. <laughs> Didn't um, know that was something that could happen. <laughs> oh, absolutely! You can hundred percent Dream Daddy. Are you kidding me? Uh, no, but I've I've finished a couple of the routes. So basically, just a layout of the way the game works is, you uh, start, you know, basically from this interaction with your daughter and moving out of your old home and into your new one in this cul-de-sac, where of course conveniently all these other dads live, and that's sort of the hook of the game. Because if you have played any other visual novels in your life, there has to be a very convenient reason for you to know many other attractive and available people. And that is this game's reasoning. <laughs> um, and it's cool because the way the game frames it basically is not only are you exploring these romantic options, but also it's like your daughter encouraging you to get out and make friends and like develop a social network. And a lot of what the game has to offer is not just like extremely targeted dates, but also like these really nice interactions that sort of contemplate and ruminate on like friendship and authenticity and fatherhood and what it means to like be going through these transitional periods in your life and it's really Mm -hmm. nice but Mm -hmm. basically the framework of the game once you get to the part that joe was talking about once you get to this like dad book area is you can initiate formal dates with any of the dads that you want um, or, like, random encounter events will happen where you can sort of, like, explore the backstory and, like, side stories with these different characters, or sometimes several of them in one place. Um, you can go on up to three dates with any of them. Once you go to the third date with someone, that, like, triggers the end game, and that sort of, like, is your dad that you have picked. So you can go on, like, two dates with everybody and then choose who you want to date. Um, I have not done that because I get impatient and I fall in love. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just get to a point where I'm like, oh, I'm really enjoying this story. I want to finish it. So I have completed Brian's story as well as um, Robert's and Damien's. So those are the three that I have finished all the way through. I've gone on first dates with, I think, everybody. I'm not positive, but I, I just haven't finished all of them. Um, but yeah, I think that overall the game is, I would say unexpectedly earnest like you go into this game thinking it's going to be kind of a hackneyed like very jokey experience and it definitely does have like a very specific kind of humor to it that is sort of on brand for what you would expect Mm -hmm. for a game that is literally a game where a dad dates other dads like it's 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 going it's it is so many dad jokes that's great i love it so much puns are the highest form of humor don't at me um, do that me. I will fight you. I will fight anybody on this. I am surprisingly confrontational. Um, but, but beyond that, like a lot of what the game does is it sort of subverts the tropes that it sets up for itself and creates these really interesting dialogues on things that I was not expecting. So, like, um, I'm really glad that uh, that Terrence brought it up again because we talked some 
the first time we recorded this episode about that like toxicity and competitiveness in Brian's story. And something that I thought was really cool about the game, because Brian's was the first story that I finished, actually. He was the first dad I romanced. He's very sweet and soft, and I love him a lot. He is. Um, is that you do sort of have this, like, very confrontational relationship with each other. But by the time you get to the end game, like, the conversation that you have with him is basically him directly addressing you and saying, like, listen, I don't really understand. Like, I feel like you don't like me and we're always fighting with each other and I don't actually want that. Like, I like you a lot and I think that we need to have, like, a relationship that's more based on emotional honesty. And it's really nice. Like, (laughs) I was not expecting that in my, like, rivals to lovers trope situation here. (laughs) It was really cool. Um, And my favorite dad in the game that I've romanced so far, my one true love, who I will forever and always be married to in my heart and soul, um, is Damien. Damien is a beautiful mm-hmm. lily flower of a man, and he is everything to me. Um, but the thing that I really loved most about Damien's storyline is that Damien, if you've seen any of the character art at all, is the, like, goth Victorian dad. He's very into, um, like, pinning dead butterflies and reading weird poetry mm-hmm. and swooping around with cloaks on, and it's all very excellent. But his sort of final... Uh, date with you is all about him basically like showing up in normie street clothes and having this really really nice conversation with you where he talks about being scared that like you wouldn't like him if you ever found out that he is just a regular guy because he puts so much time and effort into this brand and in the process has discovered that like he doesn't know how to reconcile these different parts of himself because he feels compelled to be this one thing that people expect him to be all the time because he thinks that's the only part of him that people find interesting and that like made my heart break in a very beautiful Mm. way So, I don't know. I think it's really cool how much this game has to say about, uh, like, intimacy and emotional honesty. And I think that, for me, that makes it a really, really fascinating exploration of, like, healthy masculinity, which is not something I was expecting in a dating Mm game. (laughs) Um, It's really cool. Anything healthy, really, in a dating game. Yeah, well, seriously, (laughs) that's the first thing. But then to really have this very loving and thoughtful deconstruction of like masculinity and in these different tropes was really really nice i wasn't expecting it like it i kind of expected it to lean into them and like just have fun with it but i wasn't expecting it to be kind of this love letter to all the different ways that you can express those things healthily and that was really really nice like literally from the get-go in character creation um the game is very very friendly and upfront about what it is because you have several options. There are like several different um, body type options. And then for either of those, you can choose to have a quote unquote tank bot or a quote unquote binder bot. So you can play like a trans dad right up front. And that never factors into your storyline in any way beyond like just you knowing that that's a thing that is true about your character, which is really, really cool. Um, and then one of the dads actually is trans, like openly. Um, Damien has a line in one of his stories where he talks about it. And then, like, the other thing that I thought was really cool about that is regardless of what you choose, your, like, dress and facial options are still totally customizable. Like, Mm -hmm. I was able to play a trans dad who wore a suit and, like, dark purple lipstick, and it was just non-consequential but it was very fun because i was able to play a character that looked like me but still had this very authentic experience throughout the entire game Mm -hmm. and that was really really neat 
I'm so glad that we're doing this again and that I'll finally be able to tweet out and share that dad with the world. <laughs> it is literally the closest a character creator has ever looked to me and I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> I did not... I, uh, the first time we talked about it, I know you said that he was dressed differently than he um, is usually dressed throughout the storyline. I mm. didn't know that he was dressed in like casual attire. Yeah, which means so I have to date him now. Like I have you to see it. Literally I have, have to. to. I, I really want to see. Does it help if I tell you he has glasses? What? Yes, oh, absolutely. That yes. helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, what? there is there is a glasses and ponytail combo, and it's oh, everything to me. What? It is everything to me. Somebody's looking it up. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I'm, no. Get I'm get in on that spoiler. Story. It will motivate you. There's also a very big dog in his third date, so I was, so, I mean, if I wasn't already sold on, like, the poetry and the movie date and the, the picnic mm-hmm. in the cemetery, like, yes, the ponytail glasses combo and the very large dog got me. Well, we've kind of mentioned most of these dads at this point. Let's, let's, let, let's, there's only seven, so mm-hmm. let's go through and talk about the tropes that they fill. We have... Um, what is it? What was it? You say beautiful belly Brian? Yes, <laughs> rival slaughters. Um, there's Craig. What's what's Craig's trope? Craig is like the the childhood best friend. He's like your college yeah. friend, but he's yeah. yeah your 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 best bro who you know can turn into a love interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Hugo, hot for mm-hmm. teacher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you have Robert, who's like the the bad boy dad, the brooding bad boy. Uh huh. Glares at you across the room, bad boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drinks his whiskey straight and doesn't tell it like it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt is the introspective art kid. Mm-hmm. Damien's the theater theater guy. <laughs> And then there's Joseph, who has a completely different storyline. If I'm if I'm cur- if I'm understanding that correctly, yeah, yeah, he does. He's the hip youth pastor. Yeah, right. Yeah, his name is literally Joseph. His wife's name is Mary. Their children are all named some variation of Christian, and it's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> it's they, you meet the first three, and they're it's Chris and Chris. No wait, it's it's Chris and Christine are the twins. Uh huh. Yeah. And then there's Christian as the older child, and then at yes. the barbecue, the fourth child's name gets um revealed, and it's like Krish. Which is just a <laughs> bad anagram of Chris. It's stupid. And I, I'm like, I'm like, f- is that really that kid's fucking name? Really, <laughs> guys? No, I was thinking about Craig's Don't... baby, but Craig's baby's name River, right? Yes. Yeah. Craig's yeah. baby okay. is so yeah. cute. Don't so forget cute. that their last name is Christensen. Yeah. Uh, yes. Also it's true. terrible. It's it's true. so unsubtle. <laughs> um, speaking of that, though, Mary is one of the most interesting characters in the game. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if any of you. I don't know if any of you have played far enough to really find that out. Um, because she doesn't really come up in Brian's storyline at all. But mm. if you go down either Damien or Robert's paths, you have a mm-hmm. lot to do with Mary, and it's really fascinating. I found mm. her story to be like genuinely interesting. Yeah, I I played through part of through the first date with Robert and she was mm-hmm. there and I, I wanted to know more. Yeah, I'm, I'm you will interested. you'll find out more if you do either of those storylines. So Mary okay. is Joseph's wife, but she's also Robert's best friend and she um she's very close to Damien as well. Like they they work together and they're and they're very good friends. 
Um, and yeah, she's a really interesting character. Huh. Is that all the dads? That's all the dads. I think so, yeah. That's all You're missing them. a dad. It's I'm like not. DLC. There's DLC dad. No, you're missing one of my favorite dad book dads, Dad Manda. Dad Manda. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Dad Manda is the most important dad. Because... Dad Manda is everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I mentioned this last time, but the relationship that Protag Dad has with Amanda is so pure and so choice, and she's such an excellent character. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'm like, yep, uh, one day. Okay, I know it's 11.30 and we're having fun, but is there a DLC, Dad? No. I don't, okay. I don't believe so. I do not believe so. I didn't no. think there was. I don't but think like, so. But I was never going to forgive myself if there was, and I didn't okay. find that okay, out. Let's make, okay, real quick, let's make DLC, Dad. If we were going to make a when DLC, you, Dad. Okay. When, you, when, we, when we first, like first talked about having you on for this episode Uh um you said there were reasons and i i was under the assumption that like a hidden character or a dlc character (laughs) was bigfoot like i I assumed that That bigfoot was somebody that you could date or that and then when you said it was connected to robert i'm like is robert bigfoot i'm like what's going on (laughs) i wish that were true no robert hunts cryptids um and it's like a whole thing (laughs) mm -hmm. Which is a little bit different than, than what you do. You, you it, like oh, it is different than safe. what I do. Yeah, no, it's the one reason that Robert and I can never truly be together. Um, <laughs> that and his devastating alcoholism. <laughs> yes. <laughs> True. But mostly the cryptid hunting, right? Um, yeah, no, it's it's wild. He actually has like a really cool ghost story that he'll tell you if you get far enough. And his, uh, his final date is like a, a walking tour of haunted Maple Bay, which is really fun. Um... But there's that, and then also, actually, if you finish Damien's storyline, there's a throwaway joke where you're talking to Amanda, and she's... And I'm just spoiling all the best jokes in this game, I apologize. There are so many others (laughs) that are great. That's the thing, is, like, we could could talk about this for hours and talk about all the great interactions, and we could spoil the endings, and it would still be worth playing, because there's so much packed in. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. But there's a throwaway joke where... um, there are a lot of, like, jokes over the course of Damien's storyline of Amanda insisting that he's a vampire, which is very easy to believe. But if you get to the end, um, you, like, come back from your final date and Amanda's like, oh, is he a vampire? Like, did you find out? Did you get initiated into his coven? And then there's a throwaway line where your dad's son is like, oh, no, Damien's actually Mothman, which made my day. <laughs> it was the happiest I've ever been about anything. It was the last time I felt pure joy. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! And it, it did confirm that that was that is your dad to be meant to right? be meant to be mm-hmm. yeah one hundred percent. All right, yeah, I I'm a little like scattered for a lot of reasons <laughs> right now. I'm trying to figure out what we haven't talked about yet today, and also it is getting much later than it was when we started because that's how time works. <laughs> time isn't real. Are we missing anything important? We need to make DLC. We need dad. to make a DLC dad. Real quick. Okay. Um, here's my first two. pitch. We need to make two DLC dads okay, because the here's... first one is Bigfoot. The first Welcome one is Bigfoot. Welcome to Dadvertising. Here's my pitch. <laughs> here's some... it's gonna get even worse. Here's my pitch for the second dad for DLC okay. dad. It's just literally Reggie Fisame. Oh, okay. Man. All right. Wow, he'd so... fit right the hell into this game, huh? <laughs> right? So retired game devel- game company <laughs> P- PR head. Okay. No, I love this already. Oh, boy. Man, I want to date Reggie Fils-Aimé. <laughs> um, 
Um, if you haven't done this yet, a very fun thing to do is to play through the game, like to use the dad creator to just create other characters and oh, then, like, okay. play yeah. through the game as them, which oh. is the best thing to do with, with dating sims. But a lot of times in dating sims, you don't ever actually get to see your own protagonist, which is part of what makes this one very fun too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just deeply enjoyable. But yeah, so for example, the first time I ever played this game actually is I streamed it with Addison because she had it and she really loved it. Um, and we created a dad Sona whose name was Bray Rhodes, B-R-A-Y, <laughs> R-H-O-D-E-S, oh, um, which is good. just like a fun cryptid joke. And so, <laughs> yeah, so like we went through, we exclusively dated Robert and that mm-hmm. was it. Um, but that was like just the whole thing is we were creating this whole side story about being a cryptid who was also a dad and trying to see how far we could get dating the cryptid hunter dad. <laughs> but anyway... Anyway, you should definitely, you should definitely like do it with, um, with with your own OCs and play through as well. It's very fun to play as a self insert, but you can do it so many other ways too. Mm-hmm. Games, they're fun. Games. Mm-hmm. I just never so, expected to enjoy a dating sim before. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I mean, I have to be honest. I didn't either. Like, this is the only dating sim I've ever bought and owned for myself i they're not really my thing usually but i i very much enjoyed this one all right the theme song is my baths that's good i'm gonna mention that again because it was a big deal to me all right can you give us a quick uh rendition oh do i have to you did it last time i did a dream daddy who's gonna be a dream you know, maybe I'll just go find it in the other one <laughs> and put it in. <laughs> uh, should we ask the question? Is it worth asking? Um, that's a question right there. And the answer to that question is yes, it's worth asking. <laughs> All right. Um, here we go. The real Alex Flanagan mm-hmm. is Dream Daddy worth your. E three time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dream Daddy is definitely worth my E three time. Dream Daddy right. is arguably worth my watching Polygon watch E three time, but no Whoa. promises. No promises. I would do just. A, I would. I would put off just about anything else to watch Brian David Gilbert do anything. So yeah. <laughs> that is. Um, Fair. That's high praise, but also consider I can have Dream Daddy on while I'm watching other stuff. So true enough. Yeah, that's that's the real that's a real life hack. Uh, what about what about you, Ray's? Is Dream Daddy worth your Overwatch time? Okay, Overwatch probably E3. Um, <laughs> uh, for Overwatch, I think it is just because of the relationships and the amount of time you have to spend learning about the characters and who they actually are compared to who they're presented as in the beginning. I think I think it's worth going on that journey. Okay. What about you, Terrence? Is this um, game... I was extremely torn in the last version of this recording <laughs> and actually did not come to a conclusion. Today I have a conclusion. I will say I do not think Dream Daddy is worth my Overwatch time for the simple fact that staying true to Terrence as he is I want to be able to play with my friends and people that I care about and collab strategies and stuff like that. This game is worth time. I had a great time with it. 
play it. You don't have to be gay to play it either. Ask ask somebody like Joe. Ask him. Yeah. Um, ask me. You can follow. <laughs> you can fall in love with a dad even if you're not gay. I did it. <laughs> it happened to me. Yeah. Joe's story. <laughs> But that, that is where my answer stands as of now. Still a very difficult question to answer, though. So respectable, though. That gives me a very good idea for a question. But um, I want to make sure we've all been able to say our piece on this one first. I, I was also torn on the last one, and I'm still torn. But I'm, I keep looking over at this this um, little photo I have up that's a, a, just a <laughs> nice little suite of the dads. And I can't, I can't say no to those faces. <laughs> <laughs> this game is worth your Overwatch time. Like... This game is worth playing, at the very least. I, you know, that, that that scale keeps getting grayer and grayer the further we get into this <laughs> yeah. podcast. But this game is worth your time, and you should you should experience it for sure. Okay, so in celebration of Gamers Christmas, um, okay. Um, but if you could have any Dream Daddy related announcement drop at E3, Whoa. what do you wish it was? Whoa. And I'm going to tell you, like, right out the gate, as soon as uh, Taryn started talking about that, I was thinking, like, co-op Dream Daddy is yeah. obviously the future of this game. <laughs> okay. Wow. I'm thinking too small, because my knee-jerk reaction was Ganondorf in Dream Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, wow. also very good. That would be oh, That's amazing, is the thing. But also adding Reggie Fisame as a DLC daddy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, maybe it should be something where like you have to buy a daddy pass and then you get like an extra five <laughs> DLC dads as they come out. So we oh, get Ganondorf, yes. you get Reggie Fisame, and Sonic. three other mystery characters. <laughs> We're not going there. Daddy pass. <laughs> daddy pass is very good. <laughs> Uh, oh boy. Whoa. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. It's a Dream Daddy Battle Royale. Oh no. <laughs> I don't even know how that works and I, I don't want thinking, to. I was just thinking like what co-op would realistically be and I think in the nature of a dating sim it would have to be like a love triangle situation, right? Like, it would have to be competitive dating and it's oh, wild. Man. Oh my god. Dream Daddy or, Battle that is Royale. Added, you, you just added stress <laughs> to Dream Daddy. <laughs> I know, I, and I don't love that. Um, maybe like a co-op situation where there's like a wingman mechanic. Mm. Oh, that'd be fun. I always prefer co-op gameplay to competitive gameplay. Like you, literally yep, you're in good 105% of the time. Like even when I'm playing Smash with my friends, I'm like, can we all just fight the computer together? Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is 100% the way to play. But yeah, I think that like a wingman situation it would be a fun twist on the on the dating sim game. Yeah, that'd be tight. Mhm. Get on it, Dream Daddy too. Yeah, I'm very excited now for for all these fake <laughs> things we've made. <laughs> and those three other mystery DLC dads. Oh, we did just do bad advertising, didn't we? We just did dad advertising and <laughs> that is going in uh, somewhere. Well, you can find bad advertising at bad advertising. <laughs> um, I, I think it's time for us to start start heading off to bed here. 
Well, I have to edit the episode. But Alex, where can people find you on the internet? Um, literally, if you Google the real Alex Flanagan, you'll find me. I'm so I'm sorry. Not that the hard real to track Alex down. Flanagan. Yeah, you really me? dropped the ball there, Joe. Oh man, it's you know what? It's late. We're all tired. Mm-hmm. I, in the spirit of forgiveness, I won't hold it against you too bad. <laughs> Um, or too permanently, I guess. I will hold it against you pretty badly, but not for long. So, anyway, um, you can find me personally on Twitter at modern underscore minstrel, um, or, again, you can just Google the real Alex Flanagan, and as shameful as it is to say, that is literally my website, so it will come up. Um, but yeah, I am, uh, one of the hosts one of two hosts of the Cryptid Keeper podcast, which is also on Lunar Light. Um, and you can find us at Crypt Keep Pod on Twitter or on uh, Facebook. You can find us at the Cryptid Keeper or wherever else. You can find us in Chicago if you're going to be in Chicago on July 6th because we're doing a live show. Hey. Yeah. Uh, very exciting. Um, or you can also find me on uh, the One Shot Network. I am the GM for A Horror Borealis, which is an actual play Monster of the Week campaign, which is a lot of fun. Um, that's my primary experience with gaming, actually. So thank you for extending a, uh, a leap of faith here and letting me be on your, your computer games port, uh, podcast. I can't talk. It's too late. Um, when I am primarily a, a tabletop James, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's mostly where you can find me. Or you can just, you know, shout my name into the void and wait for the whisper <laughs> of death to return to your ears. Yeah, or or you can you can find her in the show notes. You can. Gonna be there. That's another great idea. You just do that. That's easier. Forget everything you just said. Just take all of that out. Actually, I will keep that last thing though. <laughs> um, and you can find us. On Twitter at OverwitchCast, as always. You can send an email to overwitchpodcast at gmail.com. Um, what are we doing next time, fellas? Next um, time? What's the game? I don't uh, remember. Night, night, night in the Woods. To continue our Pride Month. You guys are doing Night in the Woods? Yeah, we're doing Night in the that Woods. That is an incredible game. Have you finished it yet? I have not started no, it yet. Started oh, it. you are going to... Well, okay. I hope you're going to fall in love with it. I absolutely <laughs> did. It is beautiful. It is so unexpected and gorgeous. And those are some Those are some extra That's... takes just for you. No yeah. extra fee. Those are, those are some the real Alex Flanagan takes for <laughs> Night in the Woods. Thank so you so much for gracing get ready. us with that. You're so welcome. Yeah, no, I think everybody who is like in our generation... Uh, should should play Night in the Woods. It's a beautiful game that has some really just stunningly relevant messages. Nice. I'm I'm excited to get. I'm I'm ones. looking yeah, forward to it. That's but actually, yeah. Terrence, what challenge are we doing next time? Oh. See? You know what? I don't think we are. I think I think the turnaround on this next episode is a week, and I think we're not going to do a challenge. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That that's makes fair. A, a, just a crap ton of sense. All right, let <laughs> me will, let me give another pass at that. Um, we're done. Night and Woods Pride, yay! We're not doing a challenge next time because we had so many technical difficulties. So can can I issue you a challenge for next yeah, episode? Yeah, challenge me. Okay, I would like to issue you with a challenge to genuinely enjoy the next gaming experience that you have. 
Ooh. You're out Ooh. here making content for so many other people, and it is so difficult sometimes when you feel pressured to do the things you love for an audience, to remember why you're in it in the first place, and so I challenge all of you to have a gaming experience that's just for you. Well, thank well, you for that. Well, thank you're you. so yeah, welcome. I'll schedule that in on Octodad. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. Thank you, Alex. You're a treasure, and thank you so much for coming <laughs> on to this, Alex. Yeah. This. I really appreciate it. Thanks for putting up with the near midnight version of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're all gonna turn into pumpkins real soon. Uh-oh. Thank you so much for listening to Overwitch. This this has been Overwitch. That's the line. Thank you for listening. This has been Overwitch. And it always will be. Oh wait, <laughs> and, it's, and it's the real Alex Flanagan show. <laughs> 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 I'll give it back. You all did such a great job with it this time around. You can oh, keep it. You. <laughs> I'm like you. the person in any horse girl movie. If you like it that much, it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the stinger this time. I don't yeah. think there's a <laughs> I think that's all our parts. <laughs> that's that's the stinger this week. Sorry. I also uh, like it because it is the girl's horse. Like she rides up on it. Right. And she like pets it. And then the man's like, if you like it that much, it's yours. <laughs> I've never seen anybody tame that horse. You've never seen this horse. <laughs> oh, we should do a horse girl game. Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.